from the banks of Dewey Lake, it's the Dewey Pod Monster. We are back. This is John. I am the host of the Dewey Pod Monster Podcast. This is your weekly podcast about consumption, usually about other stuff. Anyway, with me as always this week is Sean. He is the host of the Dewey Pod Monster Podcast. He is also the host of a YouTube channel and the authority on Michigan craft beer. Sean, how are you doing this evening? Good. I, I almost started laughing during your intro. I'm watch, watching your dog in the background. He looks like he's having a time. <laughs> chewing on a blanket and a pillow and this is why we get these things so <laughs> so yeah that's the entertainment that i have on a nightly basis is watching him destroy things how are you doing i'm not too bad it's friday we're recording this on a friday that's i mean you can't have a bad time on a friday unless you die or something i don't know i had a pretty rough friday last week i mean it, well it was like half rough the other half was good so the work part kind of sucked. Then I went to drafting table and I felt better. And then you had the rest of the weekend. Yeah, but this is true. Yeah, could be so, worse. Could because be, could be Monday. That's true. So this week's a little different for this episode. We kind of are recording this in a shorter turnaround time than what we usually do. So I don't think either of us really had time to catch up on much of anything. But we are going to kind of test the waters on something a little bit different and talk about a television show. We're going to talk about the series that is on Netflix. It's called Cobra Kai. For those who are not familiar with it, the the basic premise of this show, without going too much, is take a bunch of old nostalgia characters from the Karate Kid and then pump them into this plot, which is essentially any problem that can be caused by karate can be solved by karate. That's essentially what this show is all about. That's true. Yeah. I mean, you think about it, you take the characters from the original Karate Kid movie, mostly one, at least at the beginning, it's mm. mostly one. We have Johnny Lawrence, who's the antagonist. We have, what the hell's his name? <laughs> Ralph Macho? Yeah. What's his name? Daniel. Danny. Daniel LaRusso. Daniel, Danny, whatever. Yeah. So and yeah. then we have Daniel, Danny, Danny Daniel LaRusso. I almost called him Delarusa. And he is the good guy in the Karate Kid movies, and Joey Lawrence is the bad guy. He belongs to the dojo for Cobra Kai. Daniel San belongs Other way to around. Yeah. The- yeah. Miyagi Do, who was right. his teacher, was Mr. Miyagi. And this show kind of starts with, if you haven't watched it, it's been, it started as a YouTube Red thing, I think, right? It was like the first YouTube Red series or one of the first YouTube Red series. It didn't start I on think Netflix. So. And I think so. And I think Netflix saved it yeah, because they had money right. or something like that. They were going to, cancel it after two seasons or three seasons but anyways it's like 20 I don't, years I don't think it went that long i think it was just one season on before netflix we, picked sh- it we up. should have really done some research on this but anyways that's not how you podcast that's true that's the wrong way it's all by it. the seat of our so. pants here this fly-by-night operation right. but anyways it's like 20 years down the road or longer probably 30 years right that everything kind of yeah. starts to kick off the season, the show starts with a new kid moves to town. It very much mirrors kind of like the Karate Kid, the original Karate Kid kind of movie where Daniel moves into a new town from New Jersey and he moves to California. And this kind of follows the same thing. A, a kid named Miguel moves into this new town, into the valley, into Reseda, and he has to go to high school. He has to make new friends. So it's this whole kind of coming of age story. He gets picked on by some bullies Johnny Lawrence sees that he's getting picked on. He defends the kid. 
and the, he decides he's going to start his own dojo, which turns out to be Cobra Kai. He calls it Cobra Kai because that's what he knows. And this kid, Miguel, becomes his first student. And Daniel's son soon starts to bring on students of his own into his his dojo. Did I miss anything? I mean, I, it's been a while since I watched season one, but I think that's close enough. And the only reason that thing I would kind of add with that is Daniel's son just, for whatever it's worth, only can see Cobra Kai as some imminent threat. Whether it's warranted or not really doesn't matter. He just, from episode one of this show, is out to destroy Cobra Kai. Almost to a fault, like to a character fault. And we'll get into it, but I, I really feel like by the, really by about the fourth season, like there's a lot of times where I find myself watching him like, dude, don't you have some fucking adult things to do rather than worry about this fucking like kids dojo and this like gang war that you've instigated over the course of four or five years or however long the show's supposed to take place in? Well, I think the show's actually only supposed to take place in a couple of years because there's two tournaments. But we should say that like Daniel has has springboarded from his winning the the All Valley Championship two times to becoming this really successful auto dealer. He owns a couple or he owns a dealership that's very successful. He markets himself as being the all valley champ, karate champ back in the eighties, where where says shit like kick the hell out of the competition. Yeah, or kicking the competition or whatever. And and Joe and I want to call him Joey Lawrence. Johnny Lawrence is <laughs> he's kind of a down on his luck kind of well, guy. He works odd jobs. He's a shitty dad. He's a he was a bad husband, you know, he's a drunk. His car is falling apart. He's practically homeless. I mean, he lives in a dump. So it's he's he's taken his defeat the opposite way. He lets it consume him. Whereas Daniel Larusso or Daniel San, he pushes himself to become a better person because of his his winning. So we start that show. Kind of starts the the first. We can kind of go over the first season real quick. So so Johnny has a son who he knows him, but he doesn't. He never raised him. He didn't really help him out much and this miguel kid that he trains becomes his like surrogate son he's like the son he never had and miguel doesn't have a father figure so johnny becomes the father he never had his actual son looks a lot like one of the kids from boy meets world and every time i watch this show i'm like there's no way that could be the same kid from boy meets world that kid's got to be like 50 now you're thinking of like hunter strong or somebody play sean i think sure. in the in Boy Meets yeah, World. it's like not the main character, like the, the sidekick, the bad character. boy. Yeah. Who's not a bad right. boy at and all. And that's kind of what he is. And well, he's about as bad a kid as he is in this show. I would say Boy, Me- the boy Meets World kid is like the Will Smith happy rap of, of bad boys. Whereas oh, yeah. like Johnny's son, Robbie Keane is like, he's actually, <laughs> he's actually, you like how I cut that in there? He's actually he a, cut that in perfectly. Yeah. He's kind of a, he's not really a good kid though. He'd like, robs places or he does his little schemes so he can uh make money he's not a bad kid in the sense like he's going out and you know roughing kids up yeah. beyond repair it seems like them. he's doing what he has to do to yeah kind of get along whereas miguel falls in with this kind of group of nerds and he gets bullied so he gets bullied a lot and he wants to learn karate so that he can defend himself he kind of brings in a couple of his friends that he just meets at school some of them come in to the karate thing a little later than others but one of the other main characters is his friend eli who one day just shows up with a mohawk because he's tired of getting picked on he has like a cleft palate that is i don't know it's not like the best makeup job in the world it just looks like he has a scrape on his lip the whole series so it's not really that bad but he becomes hawk and he's like the alter ego 
of this Eli character. I got to say, I've seen a lot of Mohawks in my time. And this kid has one of the shittiest looking Mohawks that I've ever seen in my life. And he's got a whole Hollywood like hairdressing team behind him, I'm sure. And his Mohawk still looks like absolute open ass through this entire run when he has the mohawk well i've been reading about that and it looks like the first season it was his hair and the second season it was a mishmash of his hair or maybe the second first and second season was his hair and the third season he got a haircut and they had to like do extensions and stuff and the third season it looks really bad it's it looks like i think it looks like this in all seasons so there's two ways you see people kind of get mohawks there's people who have like weekend mohawks where their hair is still like presentable when they have to go to work or something like that and that's kind of what he looks like and then there's people who commit and they kind of shave up and you know do what they need to do to make it look like an actual mohawk his looks like shit through this entire run when he has it and it, it if i remember right it pretty much goes away by the mid fourth season or something because don't they like cut it in some like active yeah vengeance vandalism or something yeah but i was i was glad to see it gone one because I was hoping he would stop calling himself Hawk, even though he only half-assed did that. And two, it, it's just such a terrible-looking mohawk. I had a mohawk in high school, senior year. It was kind of like, it was present. I, th- I didn't wear it as a mohawk, though. I kind of wore it like the, you know. the comb-over thing? Well, the the part a little bit, you know. That was the fashionable thing in the mid-90s to do. Kind of like the bully on the show, Doug? Maybe. I don't, I'm not that old. I'm not that young, I mean. I'm that old. I'm not that young. So the first season... Uh. The first season, this whole like karate thing is really a way for these kids to transform from being the nerds to transform from being nerds into being more confident. The whole season culminates in the first All Valley Tournament, where basically it's these other dojos and then Cobra Kai and Miyagi-Do. Miyagi-Do has two students, Robbie Keane as being Daniel's student. Protégé. Yeah, protege. That's a good way to put it. And Miguel being Johnny's protege his student so they face off in the finals it's i don't know that i really i really enjoyed the first season showing that while daniel is very successful he comes across as being a total douchebag Stupid. yeah he's just so driven yeah. by this petty karate thing like cobra kai ruined his life and if he didn't take care of it then he could have spun out in this whole different direction he almost went the darth vader way of the, the dark side and then Johnny is redeeming himself because he was this dirtbag shithead and he's trying to become a better person. While in the first season, he's still a drunk and he still he does like the gritty, the gritty training and stuff. He has moments of that throughout the majority of the show. Not not so much in season five, but really up to that point, he has moments of him just being a complete like shithead through most of this series. And I'm actually of the the opinion that's one of the things that makes him more likable yeah. than he seems Daniel more real son because he seems more real and just at a much more simple level he doesn't annoy me like I was never a big Karate Kid fan even in with the first three movies I always found Daniel Russo to be just a really obnoxious character so seeing him as an adult who is still obsessed with Cobra Kai and all this I was just like. Never, he never, I never really found a reason to like him all that much. I have to say with Karate Kid, like when that movie came out, for me, the age that I'm at, I was, what Karate Kid was like 85 or 86 maybe. So I was 10 or 11. It was, became a big phenomenon. Like that was a, it was huge in the box office. It really kicked off this, no pun intended, kicked off this whole 
karate craze culturally, pop culturally, but also in my neighborhood and all the kids. Yeah, we're going to do karate. So it's it was it's cool that a C- series like this can come and show you. I mean, there are so many series that it would be really cool to do this kind of treatment to, to be able to see not only where are these actors now, because Billy Williams Abka, a.k.a. Johnny Lawrence, like he didn't. He's been in stuff, but he was like really popular in the time of a karate kid. He was in a ton of 80s movies as being kind of the, the shithead, the shitheel. But, you know, you didn't really see him much. And he popped up here or there. And I know when Ralph Macchio was on Dancing with the Stars, Billy Zabka was in. He was like in the audience or something, kind of like antagonizing Ralph Macchio. So I watched this in weeks, like it took less than a month. I watched season one through five. There are 10 episodes each. So about 50 episodes, about half an hour to 40 minutes a piece and really just kind of tore through it. We talked about it a couple episodes back and it's still somewhat fresh in my mind, but it's it. Like I said, I just wish there were other shows that could kind of pull in all this, all this extended universe kind of characters from movies or a series of movies and bring it into a TV show. I thought that that was really, really cool to see all these characters, like any character you could think of that was a key character in the Karate Kid, the original Karate Kid trilogy, not counting the Jackie Chan one. They just brought him back in any way possible. They he, Ralph Macchio, Daniel goes to Japan. They meet up with some of the characters from the second movie. He comes back. There's characters from the third movie, one of the senseis. His, the sensei that he worked with, Silver, whatever his first name is at this point, just remember him as Terry? Terry Silver. Terrence, Terry. yeah, Terry Silver. Yep. Terry Silver comes back to be a sensei. They have Martin Cove, John Kreese is prominent throughout the series. He kind of takes a backseat in the, in the last season or so because he gets kind of taken out of the show because of something that happens. But yeah, I just thought that that was mm-hmm. a cool kind of touch. It's, it, it's a total nostalgia blast from the past. See, and I agree with you that it does a really good job of, you know, you're taking legacy characters, you're extending their story to a a point. It's actually pretty well written in making this story. I don't know if I want to say believable, but logical to where the story came from, from where the original movies were, I guess. And, and again, we'll come around to where my issues get with it. It just gets to a point with with it for me where it when it stops being even believable within this universe is when I started to get annoyed with it. But we're we're like a ways away from that's like I said, the later part of the series where I start kind of feeling that way with it. The early stuff, you know, I found myself really enjoying Johnny's like I'm a dumb shithead that's stuck in 1986 like mentality, which he really kind of hangs on to through the majority of the show. There's moments where he says things that are just beyond cringe like when they're trying to recruit kids for his eagle fang karate or whatever and he's just wandering around a high school saying things that i'm pretty sure would get you arrested in you know 2022 or 2021 whenever that season came out you know he gets it seems like he has a genuine relationship with miguel even at the expense of the relationship he has with his own kid even the interactions between him and uh crease and that whole story arc up until that big plot point that you're referring to is pretty well written for this type of show. Like it shows a early like relationship built on a prior trust that just kind of grows and seems like a pretty strong relationship. And they do a good job of just breaking that down and kind of having you still give a shit about the fact that these two 
now these two characters are have just flipped a coin in a matter of an episode or two and are pissed off and karate fighting each other. And the it feels like it gets at the beginning, the first couple seasons, I'd say up to maybe about midway, well, probably up to two. First two seasons seem really kind of grounded more in reality. And then as it got, goes further and further, it totally goes off the rails. And I have like some some complaints against it, too. But I really, you know, you kind of mentioned that Johnny is stuck in this 80s mentality. I have to give this show credit. And I don't know. Licensing rights must be insane. But they use so much music. It's not some of them sound like they're kind of like remasters or something, but they use I, the music I so well. The guys, I got a feeling the guys that they're trying to get licensing rights for probably aren't asking for that much money at this point. But they're classic songs, like they're classic 80s rock songs. It's it's stuff that they're either touring with still or making residuals, I would think. I don't know. I bet they if I had to take a guess and I'm, I'm not sure which songs off the top of my head. I know Motley Crue's in this and, you know, a couple like their music's been in here, but. I bet you these guys see more money from the spike in streams or sales or however, you know, whatever they get that money from now from a show like this than they ever would from worrying about Netflix actually licensing the song to that, like whatever they have to pay for it. Well, it ain't free. I can tell you that. Probably not, but I bet that either way, I, I'm sure it benefits them. I like that, you know, watch, like I said, watching this so close together, watching so much of it so quickly, I do, I did like the first, I'd say like the first three seasons, but I think four, it started to kind of go off the rails, all the fights, some of the fight scenes in this, across the, this whole entire series so far up to season, the end of season five, are really kind of crazy when you see the big fights, like not necessarily the one-on-one -on -one things, but when there's that specifically in, in season four, the house scene, it's like the end of season four, they're all the Cobra Kai, the Eagle Fang, the Miyagi-Do all kind of meet up and they're fighting in the LaRusso's house, LaRusso's house, not LaRusso, but there's, it's just like, bot, people are flying all over the place. Nobody, well, not nobody, but they barely bleed. Like the biggest injury yeah. comes halfway through the entire run of the series. And that's super shocking when it happens because nobody's been hurt quite as bad as this character gets hurt. But on the flip side, you're talking about the high school fight. Yeah. So I was going to bring that one up while we're talking about over-the-top, ridiculous fights. Yeah. That was one of the scenes that started, had me start thinking, like, this is a little bit too stupid, even for me. Because you have, at that point, there's probably 20 kids in what is essentially a gang fight in the middle of a high school in California. And you're telling me there's not a cop sitting there ready to break it up, like, within minutes? Or have multiple cops there within two minutes, and it. Are we going to spo say spoilers on this? Or I mean, this at this point, that season's been out for three, four years at least. I think as long as we stay away from five, we'd probably be okay. All right. I mean, this gang fight escalates to the point where a kid literally breaks his back. He's you know our, your main character, of course, because you can do this to a meaningless character. He gets Miguel gets thrown off. Well, now you're spoiling it. You didn't have to say that, Hawk. <laughs> <laughs> anyway you have a main character that's thrown off the second level of a school and and again in what is essentially this gigantic brawl and at no point does anyone try to break up this fight they're just letting these kids run through the school just in this massive again 1980s style action movie fight like Jean-Claude Van Damme might have been there like screaming finish him which actually might have made it more believable I don't know it, it's stuff like that though I, I get the whole like 
mythology of Miyagi-Do and Cobra Kai and what, or whatever you want to call on it, but these characters are still supposedly existing within real-world California. And I don't care how popular karate is in California, there's no fucking way it's popular to the point where the average person sees a bunch of people like ninja kicking the shit out of each other and just, well, well, I need milk and continues about <laughs> their day. You know? Yeah. And that happens that that high school fight is at the end of season two. So that actually, I yeah, I was thinking it was three for some reason, but that is almost like the clear line of demarcation where it becomes more of this somewhat grounded in reality into goes off the rails and totally becomes this mm-hmm. like kicking drama like this. It's an action movie. Yeah. And it becomes it, it's very everything that exists outside the world of these people kicking each other is super thin. And it's just a service, mm-hmm. more fighting, more karate. I, everything in the show, the, some of the complaints I have, I guess, I'll, I'll move into that a little bit. Some of the complaints I have is everything, and we've talked about this before, but everything can be solved by kicking or by punching. Police aren't involved unless it's like super serious, like somebody's business gets broken into and then half the time it's kind of hit or miss. Or someone almost gets murdered. Right, yeah. <laughs> some of the other things is like this series or this whole series really only takes place over two years, like I said before, because there's only two All-Valley tournaments. And these kids become black belts in these styles of karate in like six months, in a matter of months. This isn't like a lifetime to master. It's like they, a kid gets brought in, there's a kid that gets brought in who becomes kind of like Robbie's protege, his Cobra Kai protege. Kenny becomes his protege. He's this kid that, another kid that's new to town. He's his brothers in Juvenile Hall that Robbie meets in Juvie. And his dad's in the military. He's a kid that LaRusso's other kid is yeah, picking on. his son. First, right? Right. Okay. That kid becomes like a black belt. He's like in the semifinals of a tournament within seemingly weeks of joining the dojo. And he has, you know, he's just this ultra powerful. He's like the, he's like the Vegeta of Karate Kid. You know, he's not like the strongest. He's not the Goku. He's not the, he's not doing the fusion dance with anybody. He's not a. But of all the main characters, he becomes a main character. He's like, in the power levels, he's like in the top 10, you know, just out of nowhere, this kid. I'd say he's like, so he doesn't show up to like season three or four. Four? Yeah. Yeah. By season five, he's like what I would call, this This show has like A1 characters, which is all your characters from the original series being your Johnny, Daniel, Kreese, Silver, Chosen, is that the mm-hmm. other dude? In the from Japan, you know those guys that yeah the guys that were in the original movies. I'd say those are like your your level one A characters. Then your level two A characters would be like your Miguel Larusso's daughter, Robbie. Yeah, that's probably the. I'd say those are the three like mains, and the, maybe the other chick up. Tori List is the actress. Yeah, her. Those are probably your other like your like kid A levels, and then everyone after that is like a either a B, C, or D. Like, there's that many characters in this damn show. And I'd say within two seasons that, what was his name? Kenny? Kenny. Yeah, he probably works his way into, like, being a B character, like, same level as a kid like Hawk or Dimitri, which is, like, the other nerdy kid who's always like, guys, you don't have to fight, and then he goes and fights, because, you know, apparently what you do. The kids that were the bullies in season one, and I guess they're still the bullies in season five, but they never really learned karate. They just act like dicks the whole time. 
Yeah, I would say I would argue with you to say I think I think Hawk's like an A level character. I think it's Hawk Miguel. I think he's kind of like right on the border. Yeah, on there. I mean, but he's, there's episodes he's where you don't see a lot. That's of him. true, but there are some where he's like the main antagonist. I would say Kenny. Yeah. I would liken Kenny to be like a mini boss in a video game. He's like he's yeah, formidable, but fair. he's not the he's not like the big bad guy. He's kind of like the guy that you have to get through to get to the other bad guys. Once once you learn the button combination, you're going to be okay. Yeah, just block at the right time. These this is like. The Street Fighter characters, all these, and there's these different tiers, you know, there's all these fighting, fighting character mm-hmm. tiers. The thing that they get to towards the end is towards the end of season five or the middle of season five, the whole kind of basis of season five, I guess, is this tournament, this worldwide tournament. And I thought it was funny. I'm not going to, again, no spoilers here, but I thought it was funny that Daniel considers Cobra Kai being exposed like worldwide in this karate tournament, this worldwide karate tournament that they have for under 18 year olds which is insane that that he's it's like a it's like a world threat if cobra kai got out into the mainstream and it got outside the valley he acts like it's gonna bump trump off of fox news or something yeah like there's gonna be nuclear war if if cobra kai you know ultimately gets shown on this tournament and does and wins we never get to the tournament because that's not that outside of the realm of the series so far to date Right. I'm sure that's going to be how they end season six or and hopefully end the show, because truthfully, I mean, this show. So there's a lot of like this is very much so the popcorn movie equivalent of a TV show. If you start thinking too much about it, it definitely is going to make your brain hurt. Most of the show, like we, we've kind of glossed over really the majority of it. Yes. But, you know, there's there's not an overly complicated plot through this whole show. The biggest thing that's confusing is remembering who's pissed off at who on any given episode because they flip like coin. Several, like I think every single character in the show has flipped from one side to the other several times from the start to finish of the show, with the exception of Daniel, who always is just on this like unnatural warpath against Cobra Kai. Everyone else might or might not be on any given team on any given episode is kind of how it feels. I feel with me watching it in this condensed kind of manner. I think if you watched it spread out, like, you know, you watched it as it actually came out and I watched it all, I binged it all when it was out. It's a lot easier to keep track of. I think in between seasons, you're kind of like, okay, Robbie is, he doesn't like this guy and he doesn't like the, okay, Hawk, he's on this team now. Okay. Sam LaRusso's daughter is, she's the girl that's fighting this. She's kind of steady. Miguel and her are pretty steady. They, yeah, they, our mainstays on their particular side the entire time. But we have the Robbie piece. We have the Hawk piece. We have crease comes in, goes Terry silver kind of moves around. And I think four, he's introduced in season three or four, but I think he's in three. Yeah. He becomes a, I think he's like the end of three is when he shows up. I don't remember. Maybe it's four. I don't know. I feel like it's the beginning of one of them. But I, I did enjoy watching it in the, in the condensed kind of binge manner because, like I said, it, it was I was just like every time we would talk, I would watch a couple episodes after we were done. I'd watch a couple episodes throughout the week on the weekends. I'd watch a couple episodes. I really liked kind of tearing through it this way. But I agree with you at this point. Season five, the way that that kind of goes, it becomes a little bit more it becomes a little bit more hokey, you know, a little more cheesy, like the edge is taken off Johnny. He's he's becoming like, I don't know. Of, of the family There's man that. kind of thing and he just wants to please everybody and he, they take a lot of edge well, off of that character and he's like he's the he's the character i've enjoyed the most throughout the entire thing because he's you get to see him kind of grow 
So to season five's credit, it has the best one liner throughout the entire run of the show. And it, it comes in the last episode. And I won't spoil it because if you haven't seen it, I, I think you want to be able to laugh at it. But it is the most amazing, stupid one liner that happens that I've heard really since Arnold was spitting out one liners. You'll have to tell me after after we're done recording, because I watched the whole thing and I was like, John said there's a great one liner in this episode. And at the end, I was maybe I just blew by it. I don't know. You can tell me after. That's fair. What I didn't like about the show, what I well, what I don't like about it currently, and I started noticing it in season four, and I really noticed it in season five, is the formula for the show is getting really, really old. It's Johnny starts off trying to clean his life up. Someone shows up and punches him in the dick. He gets mad and, you know, goes on a bender. He gets an odd job where he does something stupid that relates to the, what is this, the 21st century, but relates to 2022. And then he acts like it's still 1987 or whatever. Yeah. He does something that dates himself horribly. He goes and says, I'm not going to get in a fight. I'm going to clean my shit up. And then. By the end of the season, he's in a fight to, quote unquote, clean his shit up. All along, Danielson is just running around the valley screaming, Cobra Kai sucks, and at the same time, committing numerous felonious assaults all over the fucking city, and no one cares. And that doesn't even get into the, like, part with the kids. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I'll stand by the opinion that Daniel, by the end, is one of the, my least liked characters, and hit. Not, you know, can't he can't help this, but his something's up with his and I mentioned this to you before in text, I think something's up with his hair. It is wildly <laughs> distracting. It's almost a character on its own, how poor it is. And and there's something that happens. And I want to say it was the fourth season on. I can't put my finger on it. And I don't know if it's more of like the soap opera nature of the show, which kind of happens in season two, too. But something happens in four where they, it feels like they really ramp it up. I don't know if it's like they change the way they film it. It looks a little bit different. The tone is like a little bit different. I don't know if the writers changed or that might have been when they left YouTube and went to Netflix and they had to do something for that. But it just, it kind of... <laughs> they had to pay writers. Well, I mean, but it's all, it's a solidly written show. It's not, the performances are all great. It's not anything where the characters are inept or... They're written poorly. It's just it's it's something I can't explain happens. I can't put my finger on. I will say it's mostly a solidly written show. There's some character arcs that are really not well. Like this is a little bit of a spoiler part of season five. It doesn't really pertain to the end, so I'm I'm not gonna shy away from it. Skip ahead five but minutes. I, I don't even know if it'll take that long. Skip but, ahead thirty um, seconds. <laughs> well, just anyway. taking forever. Skip ahead five minutes. <laughs> You make me laugh. It's going to just take longer. I I think it's really funny that after we'll say 18 months, just for the sake of argument of, you know, watching her husband get the shit beat out of him and beat the shit out of people back and forth. You know, LaRusso's wife finally leaves him for like an hour. Yeah. And all she does is go back home to her mom, meet up with some girlfriends and go and get in a fucking bar fight. She's like, oh, my God, Daniel's right. You do have to kick some ass sometimes. She just comes back like nothing happened. Like, you go ahead and fight these fucking terrorists or whatever you have my blessing now right it that to me i was like i don't know if the people who write the show have ever been in a relationship let alone married but that's not how that works 
when she's pissed at you to the point of leaving, she doesn't go in again a bar fight and then say, oh, you can go again fights now. So, I see where you're coming from. Getting all the bar fights you want. A, a bar fight where her child beats the shit out of someone in said bar. Yeah. Th- that's not how it works. So. And I have to give skip ahead three minutes because I'm going to give a little mini, not a spoiler so much, but I'll be vague about it. Whenever they, you know, this is going to be the end, even though they, they've already said, I think that six is probably is pretty much the end. Cause all these characters are aging out of these roles anyways. Yeah. But when you introduce a baby, I don't know how much that matters the way they're going into this new, like world tournament and do that. Yeah, they're all under but... 18. When you introduce a baby, that's the, that's the death knell of any show. This is like family ties. They introduce the new little kid character, the baby show goes off the air, growing pains, Introduce the baby, show goes off the air. Married with children, introduce the baby, show goes off the air. That's like the classic. Didn't they do that on Fresh Prince? I don't think so. I didn't. I, I didn't watch did. that after the first like three seasons when they changed Aunt I Viv. Didn't watch I was, it after. Yeah, that's when I stopped. I was like, now nah, I'm good. Well, that's when I stopped. Really, it it was on a lot because you know back then we didn't have like Netflix. We just watched you had four what was channels, on. five channels. Yeah. The one other thing, the other complaint I have. Martin Cove looks in the face to be a good age. He still looks like that kind of hard ass, hard on looking dude. He his physique mm. over time, and I know he's like seventy six years old now. He looks like an elderly woman. He just has that kind of like teetering <laughs> pear shape, you know, apple shape or whatever. And he kind of teeters around. He looks all frail and old. And when it, the the stunt double that they use for for Martin Cove is the most ad. He's like a cat. He is a the most agile human being on the face of the earth, but they only show him from the back with that awful old lady wig, and he's kicking ass and shit. <laughs> and meanwhile, they show Martin Cove turn around. He's all shriveled up, and he's like barely able to walk off the stage. You know, it's just it's it's funny to you could do a drinking game and get pretty ripped if you if you drink every time you spotted the the double. I mean, there's quite a few drinking. You could probably get alcohol poisoning if you started a, the right drinking game with this show. But I don't know the things that I think the show gets right most of the time. And it's it's Netflix, so they can kind of teeter with this. I feel like in the last two seasons, show episodes run longer quite often. But especially in the first like two, maybe three seasons, you're coming in at like 25, 30 minute episodes pretty routinely. And that kind of makes getting through a season pretty quick and easy. I, I think that's the strongest point of this show is. For all the things I've said that get on my nerves about it, at the end of the day, it's an easy one to kind of, like you said, you go, you watch two, three episodes, and you just go about your day, go to sleep, whatever you got to do. It's it's pretty digestible to get through. Yeah, and everything I've said about the negatives or the questions I have are really nitpick. Like, I, I really genuinely enjoy the show a lot. What was the other point that I was going to make? Uh, I mean, I keep watching it, so I must enjoy it. And I'm at the point now where I'm like, well, I'm five seasons in, if they're only doing one more, I might as well see how it ends. You might as well just start it over and watch it again. I mean, I don't think I'm going to do that, but it's not out of the realm of possibility. I just think the characters, that you know, they're all mostly kids. You know, you get to see them. Kind of, we talked about Stranger Things a while back. I was watching the mm-hmm. new season of that. It's the same kind of thing. You get to see these characters. A lot of them are younger when the, obviously, they're all younger when the show starts. Even the adults are younger when the show starts. Go figure. But you get to see him kind of mature. Aside from Johnny, Johnny's getting younger as he goes through the show. The, the thing I was going to say is now that I've watched it all and I, I kind of 
I don't know, something got into my YouTube algorithm. Maybe I looked up something like, is this kid's hair real? Is there like behind the scenes stuff of how they do some of the stunts? You know, is Hawk's hair real? Mm. My YouTube algorithm feed has been like inundated with Cobra Kai stuff. And I kind of don't like it. Like, I don't really need to hear of from these people in real life to see how they are. But that's like all my YouTube shorts that scrolling past the top, like eight videos are all Cobra Kai related people or what did so-and-so say to this person do these people know each other in real life here's a uh you know a, a buzzfeed do the video. actors that work with each other know each other in real life i think they probably do yeah they're all the same age mostly i mean they probably hang out after you know afterwards whether they do or not they always know each other they they're... don't how but how well do they know each other do they know that mary mauser how likes well anybody chocolate cake i mean i don't know if that's true i just made that up but you know do they tie their shoes i don't know how does so-and-so zip up his pants? Like, I don't know, just like everybody else. I mean, is it, do we need all this content about Cobra Kai? But I, again, he uses, he uses karate. That's zip up his with pants. With his toes. Zip. Right. Um, I did, but I, again, it's all really minor nitpicking kind of onesie twosie things. I really do enjoy the show quite a bit. This is, this has been a real like pleasant surprise for me for the past month or so. Cause like I said, I, I watched the first episode, I think, you had mentioned that you were watching it and I watched the first episode and for some reason I liked it, but it didn't, it didn't hook me. And then I, weeks I later, I mentioned this show to you yeah, a while ago, several times over the, what? Well, yeah. I was going to say, I've mentioned this to you several times over the last couple of years, not just since we've been doing this show. Yeah. Never like, I don't think I ever was like, Oh God, you gotta, you gotta stop what you're doing and watch this. You shamed me. You shamed kinda, me about this show. You've well, shamed me about plausible. Jaws. You've shamed me about The Rock. You've shamed well, me about Armageddon. You shamed me about whatever other movie. Hey, listen, whoa, 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 whoa. listen. I did not listen, shame you I about haven't, Armageddon. I haven't seen those movies, <laughs> but you know what? I've seen The Uninvited. I've seen Stabilizer. I've seen, you know, I've seen movies, horrible, awful movies. I've seen It Follows. I've seen Fright Night. I've seen, how, how, can all these people say that they've seen Indonesian 80s action movies? No, I've seen those. When did I shame you about Armageddon? You shame me about, about Armageddon. Armageddon every time I talk to you. You're always like, I can't believe <laughs> you haven't seen that movie with Billy Bob Thornton, Bruce Willis, Ben Affleck, whoever else is in it, because I haven't seen it. You always shame me about it. You bought me a shirt. True, you, had it sent, you had a shirt drop shipped to me. It says, I haven't seen Armageddon. And I can't. I'm basically the bad action movie version of Ghostface. <laughs> as soon as I get around you, I just start up on the trivia about bad action movies from the 90s. I'm getting shamed so. here, feeling shame. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I don't know. We, I think we've kind of rambled on about this. And is there anything you want to kind of add into it since we're caught up on season five at this point? Or no, there's not really much to add. I'm just I'm looking forward to six. I, I don't know when it's going to air. I think season five just came out in September, didn't it? Maybe late August, September, something like that. It was right around the time. For, it, whatever the first week of football was, that's the week that it came out. Yeah, so I, I'm, I am looking forward to the last season. I'm looking forward to seeing how it closes. I have a pretty good idea. You know, I mean, good guys always win, right? Bad guys always lose. So I have a feeling that's probably <laughs> know, what be, it's going to go like, but you never know. It'd be kind of funny if it was just like a straight up Mortal Kombat match and Cobra Kai just had like severed heads, you know? I, I will say, I guess one last thing. I won't spoil anything outright, but the last fight, the last big fight of season five, I for sure saw, thought someone was dead. And I was like, how are they going to get away with that? Oh, yeah, I thought so, too. Yeah. In fact, 
I'm actually kind of disappointed that he wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. So I think he, that's, and I, I, so without spoiling anything, we don't have to even or expand saying any on names. It. <laughs> this guy gets it. Yeah, go ahead. Say what you're going to say. I'll, I'll edit you out. Shame. You shamester. Anyway, without spoiling anything, the, the biggest thing that I think is kind of becoming a weakness in the show is there is no real like implication of like a character getting written off by being killed. And the last episode of the season has a couple people that you think, oh, they're actually killing some fuckers off. Yeah. About fucking time. And I think that would have really kind of ratcheted up the actually, I think it would have ratcheted up the intensity would have made me more interested in the sixth season because it's like, oh, how far will this fucker go? Like it, it makes you it, it kind of gives you more of an unknown feeling going into that. And then the way they ended, I'm like, Oh, you dick. Yeah. They, <laughs> You're supposed to be dead. They raised the stakes. So. If it, if that were to happen, it would have ri- like pumped the stakes up so much higher and there would have been so much leaning on this last season. But because it's a bit of that, you know, chips, freeze frame, thumbs up, you know, wink at the camera that it's it's a little disappointing. I, I, that would be I agree with you. I think that would be one of my big complaints about the series as a whole is that there's no real lasting repercussions of things going mm-hmm. like everybody gets redeemed in one way or another they get you know somehow magically escape somehow or it's cheat death or whatever yeah that would be my that would be my big complaint about the show but other than that i i really do enjoy the show and it's i am looking forward to season six right all right so again we haven't really caught up on any other current stuff this week so we can kind of skip that to the next episode a couple new news things that were new at the time when we're recording this will probably be a little older when you get to this how do you feel about the new super mario movie Uh, okay so i know everybody on the internet i know the internet is all up in arms and they have been since they announced that chris pratt was going to be the voice of mario and seeing the trailer like again i'm not a trailer guy i don't really care about that kind of stuff i'd rather just kind of go in unfettered i didn't think it was anything objectionable. It's a movie about Mario. Who cares? Is it for adults? No. It's for kids. So why are you people getting their panties in a twist about Mario? I say this about Star Wars fans all the time. Yeah, I mean, I agree with that too. Mario, Star Wars, Star Wars at times is they try to make it more adult. Mario has never mm-hmm. had he's he actually has held a gun. He's held a gun in Rabbids in the Rabbids game. But, you know, he's not an adult character. He's implicitly for children. Star Wars, the characters are adults. There are very few children in Star Wars. I could see it's like this geopolitical thing that they try to... It's That's all childish, too. I don't get why people get so bent out of shape about that shit. But, yeah, so I... I whatever. It's like the Sonic thing. Like, if it's a good movie, if my kids like it, then I'll enjoy it. You know, but if it's shit, I won't. You know, I didn't watch the trailer because truthfully, I, I don't care. I'm not really a video game guy at this point. And I can't think of a video game movie that's been adapted to or a, a movie, a video game that's been adapted to movie. Well, Sonic was pretty good. Um, the first one. I, I didn't, seen haven't the seen that in fairness. My high bar is doom and it's not so much because it's a good movie. It's actually the opposite because it's not a good movie. I kind of found myself laughing at it a lot. Especially when The Rock turns on the cheat code at the end of the movie. I thought that was pretty funny. Does he pull the console um, down? I haven't seen that either. You're going to shame me about that? Jesus Christ. No, but we might do an episode about it at some we point. We should. So. I'd be down. Yeah. Anyway, 
I can't think of a, uh, if there's a, a video game movie that has been made that is good, I, I'm not familiar with it. Mm-hmm. I'd have to think pretty hard about that. I guess the Pikachu movie was pretty like, good. I didn't especially enjoy it. Is that a video it. game movie? Yeah, Detective Pikachu. I thought that was like a anime book or something. An anime book. You know, an know. anime book would I'm... be manga. Anime is the okay. animated version of it. Anyway, I haven't seen <laughs> Pikachu. I didn't like any of the Resident Evil movies. I yeah, hated them all. Bad. I mean, they start bad and just get to the point of like, I don't even know if we could do it, like episodes on them that kind of bad. The first like, one was pretty good for a um, video game movie. There was, I think it was two. There was a scene where have you she throw, have you watched it recently? No. There was a scene where one of the characters throws a grenade, and the, the the actor clearly doesn't know how to throw. So they do this big wind up, and they throw it, and you can see the grenade like fall directly out of the woman's hand and onto the ground, and then like a thousand feet away, this expo- this huge explosion, like a stick of dynamite, went off. It's like, that's not how grenades work, number one. And number two, I could see she only threw it like three centimeters in front of her. You're not fooling me. She threw it to the CGI spot. She didn't even throw it that far. I, I had the first one on probably like two years ago. Just kind of like, you know, I haven't really given this a fair shot. I think I just got like nerd rage at it for no real good reason. I watched it a second time. And the only thing I could think with it is like, no, this is a really one. the the um, effects have aged really poorly, and I don't remember when that movie originally came out, but um, it's a victim of early CG not looking good now, for whatever that's worth. And it's trying to do the video game thing where you can see, like, oh, we're moving through slowly and all this shit, and they're trying to do a lot of, what's not POV shots, but, like, third-person yeah, like camera shots and where they're, like, they're going between the yeah. people. Yeah. Yeah, and it just, it it doesn't work, and it gets Oh, it, it, I think it's terrible. How does and how, like so the whole? How does the laser? How does the laser fence hold up? So I had a problem with that when I saw it the first time because all I thought was like, didn't they do this in Cube? You're talking about that scene, right? Where yeah, they it's like, cubed, cube the guy. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, I always thought it was just a half-ass way to kind of redo what they already did in a better, much lower budget movie. Which I haven't watched Cube in a while either, which I, I have a feeling that probably doesn't hold up all that well, but I remember liking it when it was on sci-fi or whatever it was on. Yeah, it was like a mainstay of sci-fi. Yeah. Sci-fi. The other one that came, so this is a docu-series that got listed this week, and I'm I'm really looking forward to this because, like I had mentioned, this is right in your wheelhouse. The title of this docu-series is Barney. I love you. You hate me. I have heard of this. I will watch I wa- it. I am. I will watch the shit out of this. It's all about the dark side of the children's show Barney. Now, for those of you who might be younger, I, I don't ever hear about Barney anymore, so I don't know if it's still relevant, but Barney was a giant purple dinosaur that taught you how to count. Yeah. And that's, I think you're boiling it down. You're condensing it a little bit, but yeah, that's, I'd go along with that. My kids didn't, didn't, they never watched it and they're, 11 and yeah. 12 i never watched it I, I remember i was at the age of like hating it when it came on like it was just one of the it it blew up like to the point where barney was fucking everywhere for a couple of years and then you started hearing about the guy in the suit one day would get like pop for heroin use or something like that or being up a hooker or something <laughs> i can and then before he knew it he was gone i really i really like the color purple it's like one of my favorite colors and I wore to Burning Foot. Wore a, I have a purple hoodie that I wear, and somebody called me Barney, and I was not 
that wasn't cool. It was a nice idea. Have you ever heard the band Go Go Bordello? No. They have a song called Start Wearing Purple. I'll have to find a video of them playing it live. It involves circus drums, washboards, and gypsies. Now you're speaking my language. I've actually actually seen this band like probably 10 times now, and they're one of the better live acts that's out there. Mm -hmm. But Start Wearing Purple is a very fucking entertaining song. Do they do they ostracize you if you wear purple at their show or they want you to wear purple? No, they're encouraging. Okay, it. good. They're encouraging. It. Good. Yeah, they, they definitely encourage it. So anyway, any thoughts on the Barney docuseries other than I will watch it? I will watch it. I think that guy I had heard that the person in the Barney suit was a Olympic athlete, like a track athlete. I never heard. I don't remember hearing anything about drug possession or domestic abuse. The only I heard Kevin Clash, who was the puppeteer for Elmo got into a lot of trouble but it was more of i gotta think there was more than one guy in the barney suit i think it was just one dude let's see what imdb says barney says barney barney and friends just says barney played by barney that's what i'm trying to find top cast bob west barney for 128 episodes there's 183 episodes there has to be at least more than one barney they're they're like highlander there can be only one (laughs) Oh, God, I want to see a Barney Highlander spoof. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so, yeah, there's several. So, Bob West was Barney for 128 episodes. But what's the run here? David Joyner, 1992 to 2000. Okay. They all say the same. Well, most of them say the same. David Joyner, Joyner, that name sounds familiar. That might be the guy you were talking about. He was Barney for 121 episodes between 92 and 2000. Dean Went was Barney for 120 episodes between 2002 and 2009. Carrie Stinson was Barney for 120 episodes between 02 and 09. There's someone on here named BJ. Mm-hmm. Apparently that's a character. <laughs> There's another character named Scooter McNutty. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Sounds very wholesome. So there's four different uh actors and maybe an actress i I don't really know that have played barney over the years they beat the shit out of those people there were four barneys why would you quit that job why does david joiner sound familiar if it was easy street why wouldn't he they continue to do it david joiner was also in hip-hop harry some show called angel from hell this is a good podcasting right here we're just looking at making faces staring at our screens yeah good stuff i don't know that that to me like I don't, I don't care how long it is. I will watch every single episode, like, with popcorn and a beer, just enjoying the shit out of the Dark Side of Barney. Is that going to be on Vice? Is it going to be, like, Dark Side uh, of Wrestling? Is called... Dark Side of Comedy? You're going to have Dark Side of Barney? I don't know. I don't know. It's not actually called the Dark Side of Barney, I don't think. I love you, you. Official trailer. It's going to be on Peacock. Every, it's disappointing. Every, yeah, everyone's favorite streaming <laughs> service. Peacock. That most of us don't even know we have until Halloween comes out or something. Yeah, that's kind of disappointing. Well, I guess, at least on Peacock, they don't have to censor anything, right? I don't know if they show everything on the free tier. I don't know. They didn't censor anything with Halloween Kills, and that's got as much violence as any movie that's come out recently. Well, any big movie that's come out recently. So at the time of this recording, I Love You, You Hate Me, T minus five days. Oh, that comes out that quick? It says October 12th, first episode. We we might have to do a full on episode just about Barney. I love you. You hate me. Okay, let's do it. Sold. <laughs> anyway, 
do we want to do hot dogs for Cobra Kai? I mean, we kind of skipped around a little bit. Do hot dogs get the same scale as for movies as or for TV as they do for movies? No, I don't think that we really have to talk about hot dogs with this show. I think that, you know, we've already said that we really like it. It's it's a show that you should watch. If you have any nostalgia for Karate Kid, you'll get a kick. Oh, geez. They, these jokes write themselves. You'll get a kick out of it because they, they bring up all these characters that you recognize from the movie series. So, you know, that's my recommendation. Honestly, I would say if you just like old, like 90s style action movies, you might as well watch yeah. this. It's it's not something to overthink. It's not overly complicated. It's just a lot of fighting and the occasional like. It gets a little 902 and 0 at times, but if you can deal with teen, it's like a teen drama mixed with people kicking each other. So if you can deal with that, you'll like it. Yeah, that sounds about right. While you're doing that, you can, you know, tweet us. Let us know what you thought about this episode, because this is the first time we've really attempted anything involving TV. And truthfully, we've been kind of behind the scenes chit-chatting about how to talk about television shows on this podcast. So if you have any ideas on how we could do it, whether it's talking about seasons, episodes, doing an overview, we kind of did an overview on Cobra Kai today, but if we could do it better, let us know. You can let us know that at our website at crap.town. There's options for feedback there, like messages and so on. Of course, you can always follow us on social media. We are at Dewey Pod Monster on pretty much anything that you can be at. Aha, uh-huh. more quips. Follow us there. You'll probably be talking to me on there, but I don't know, Sean, maybe he'll pop in one of these days when he's who knows. <laughs> I don't think he will. <laughs> Sean, what do you got going on? Not much. You can find out more about my beer news and reviews, uh, youtube.drafttherapy.com. You can find me on all the social medias at Draft Therapy. And let us know if you want us to talk about Andor. Right after we talk about Barney. Yep. Barney is top priority, as far as I'm concerned, right now. Clearly. So, I didn't realize that show's coming out that quick. I'm going to have to go through and binge that before I watch Halloween. Well, it might just be episode. It might be episodic if it's Peacock. It might just be one at a time. So you, I don't know how many episodes this is supposed to be. I'll be as excited as I was for Game of Thrones. Oh, it says two. <laughs> they both come out on the twelfth. That's kind of disappointing. I feel like maybe it's just Barney V one, Barney V two. I don't know. It's probably an hour and a half each episode or something. A limited series. So I kind of hope it's like a Simpsons take on a Barney like behind the scenes thing because shows like the Sim like. I know we were wrapping up, but I'll add this in anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I miss how the Simpsons used to, sh- like, it, I would watch the shows that the Simpsons would watch in a heartbeat if they were available. And one of them was, I'm pretty sure they did behind the scenes on Barney where he had like, you know, a 40 and like a paper bag and was smoking a cigarette and whatnot. Give me that. I'll watch it any day. Anyway, that's, that's it. We're done. Follow us, like us, comments. We'll talk to you soon. Have a great week. Like us. Yes. Can you hear me now? Thank you for that. Still can't hear you. I think I can hear you. Can you hear me now? Okay, good. You got a pretty good burp on this recording. I did, yeah. That that was right when I put my headphones on, too. (laughs) <laughs> Johnny Lawrence's son. What the hell's his name? <laughs> what? Uh, I've watched entirely too much of the show not to know what this kid's name is. I can't think of his name. But I guess I could. We should probably. I should probably have an IMDb to open. So I. He's he's like the little bow wow of gangster rap. I'm gonna re re. I'm just gonna join in with whatever his name is because I.
don't remember what it is. Cobra Kai, 2018. Got the picture on this fucking landing page. Just fucking wonderful. Robbie. Okay. Let me come back in with that. Robbie Keen. Yeah. Robbie Crease or Crease. Robbie. What's the fuck's his last name? Keen. Keen. I'm at an hour and 10 minutes and yeah, we have probably 10 minutes at least that we can cut out of this. Yeah. Okay. So skip the article. Yeah. Just wrap it. All right. All right. You already said that. Anyway. <laughs> God, that's. You just found your perfect quip in peace. So. 